This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice as crew and title services. Call 8338580066 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. I'm John Meacham. Welcome to Fate of Fact, Season 1. This series is about how and why fact became a casualty of war in the United States. Please listen and follow Fate of Fact, a presentation of Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. Available now for free on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. All right, you heard the music. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side. And Evan, it's been requested that that we break down the recruiting star system. Earlier this week uh, on the show with Mike, we got to talking. I couldn't break it down like I really wanted to because it would probably drive most listeners away. But the hardcore people, in case you didn't know, I'll, I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain. Yeah, I mean, I, I was listening to the show live and I heard it. and I knew that you knew your stuff when it comes to recruiting. But the moment you were like, yeah, Le'Veon Bell was going to go to Eastern Michigan, but then Michigan State swooped in because Mark Ingram went to Alabama after he was being hidden. And I'm like, hidden? How do you hide a kid? So maybe you <laughs> want to start there. I don't know. But that was a story that I, 
What do you, what do you mean hide? Like, how, how do you do that? Okay, here's how you hide a kid. So, Evan, you get tipped off because the coaches, some uh, some go to high school games and watch. And nowadays, kids can just send you their film, their tape. They can send you to their their huddle uh, website. A lot of times, if you find a kid that's really good and you find him early, you don't want other schools to get in on him. So you, you, Mark D'Antonio was really good because he would find, for a while he was finding guys like the Jack Conklins of the world that no one knew about, and then they would blow up. So people started following D'Antonio around. And they're like, okay, well, what about this guy? And what about that guy? And... If Mark D'Antonio would offer a kid, the kid would go from either a zero star or two star to oh, he automatically would get bumped up to a three star within the next ranking. And if he was good enough, he would go up to a four star. But so what they would do is you want to hide the guy. You don't want him to go to camps. You don't want him to do anything. The only camps you want this kid to go to is your camp. That's it. Other than that, Stay away. Now, it's hard to do because most kids want to go out and most kids want to be seen, and that's a difficult thing to try to corral a kid. Please don't go to camps. Please just kind of stick around and, 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 and help me out. But it happens, and in one case was uh, Mark Ingram Jr. He was, you know, Michigan State knew about him because of his dad, and it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do here? They kept him away from camps. Mark Ingham Jr. was going to head to MSU. He was going to go there. And it was all working out. And then all of a sudden, Bobby Williams gets a sniff and finds out. Because good recruiters, man, the, the good recruiters are willing to go any and every place that they have to in order to find somebody. Bobby Williams is a bloodhound when it comes to recruiting. Say what you want about him. Bobby can get it done when it comes to finding talent, and Bobby found talent. And and he swooped in with, like, I think two, three weeks to go before signing day. And this is when it was just one signing day. Offered. And I mean, Bama offers you. So, Bama offers you. You, you, you got to go because that's, you know, that's Alabama. So, he swoops in. He, got, he gets the offer. And the next thing you know, he is off. And he is headed to Bama. MSU now has to struggle to figure out what are we going to do? Because Ingram was kind of the running back in the bag, but that, I mean, they really they didn't even say anything. They just they kept it all to themselves. And the next thing you know, uh, Le'Veon Bell was headed to Eastern Michigan, and they kind of had him on the radar too. And to show you how. <clears throat> Le'Veon really wasn't a – he didn't do the camps either. He was a two-star back. And the reason why he was a two-star back is no one saw him. So it's like the tertiary, well, we've never seen you, so you're a two-star player. And he's going there. Le'Veon was smart. He realized that I'm an early enrollee. Michigan State was kind of hemming and hawing, and they were looking at him, and I forgot. They were looking at somebody else, and Le'Veon was basically like, if you want me, offer me right now, and I'll enroll. But don't give me this. Well, we're, you know, we're gonna still kind of look and see because I got a schedule. So either you want me or you don't. So he made MSU fully commit to him. He enrolls early at MSU, 
<clears throat> goes up there in the spring, tears it up. This is when they had their the green and white game had their individual draft, the green team and the white team. Le'Veon was the first player picked in the draft, which to me said, okay, what's going on here? Because you know at the time you still had I, I think uh, Baker was still there. You still had Kate. You still had people there, like the backs that people knew about. And it was like, wait, this true freshman who's been there a couple of weeks comes in, number one pick in the draft, and sure enough, I saw him, and and it was like the size and everything. It was like, either this kid's gonna be really good, or you're gonna be the biggest bust ever. Comes out in his first game at MSU, scores four touchdowns. The rest was history. Everybody knows who Le'Veon Bell was. So State got a nice consolation prize in missing out on Heisman Trophy winner Mark Ingram Jr. You ended up with Le'Veon Bell. You take that trade off, you probably want more. But you hide players. Another player, uh, D'Antonio, did his best to hide because, once again, he was known for finding talent. Uh, It was Caleb Beninock. This is like an episode of 24 where I could just see Mark on the phone like, how did they hear about him? Who let the info out of this room? Right. Yeah, Caleb Beninock was an offensive tackle out of Texas. Out of, uh, is it Katy or Caddy, Texas? He was a guard. And this kid, was, you know, he was 6'5", 300-something pounds. He was good. But in Texas, and that's everybody, they found him. And... He was headed to Michigan State, and they did the same thing. They tried their best. They didn't let him go to camps. Well, not that they didn't let him. They strongly encouraged him not to go to camps. Well, in the end, people found out because I I think that they started just following Mark around and just looking at all the people that they had. Caleb Beninock went from – he had offers from, like, Michigan State and really – a lot of low-level places, but MSU saw something with him. He got ended up getting drafted in the NFL. All of a sudden, word goes out about him, and you knew this Michigan State wasn't going to be able to hold on to him. Kid ended up with, from going being a relatively unknown, ended up with Auburn, Baylor, because Baylor was good at the time. Alabama jumped in. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Roll Tide? Roll Tide. It kid ended up going to UCLA and ended up going into the NFL. He got drafted into the NFL. But he was another kid that they tried their best. So you high players because you know a lot of times, chances are I'm not going to keep this kid. But so long as I keep him away from everybody else, then – I'm okay. It's like the old Eddie Murphy umfufu. You don't want him. You don't want her to mingle with other American women. You don't want these kids to mingle with the other recruits because then everybody puts everything on Instagram and Twitter and social media. Look at me and all my offers. This was before that really took off. So kids weren't all plastering their offers because now you know they'll tell, "Hey, I'm dropping my top 19 teams tonight." Right. Okay. That that means nothing to me. Call me when you get to three. Gosh, it's it's almost like a hot girl moved into your neighborhood and you befriended her before school. Yeah. And you're like, 
No, no, no. Don't talk to that guy. He's a football captain. Real mean guy. Yeah. No, I, no, no. You, you don't want it. Best looking guy I know, but he's got a lot of problems. Yeah, he's 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 a jerk. He's this. He's abusive. Yeah, so do you think that only works? Smaller school isn't the right term, but Alabama can't do it, right? They can't really hide kids. No, no, no. Bama, Bama doesn't hide kids. Bama, what I like to call Bama, <clears throat> Bama shops at your grocery store, meaning Bama doesn't care. You could be you could be committed to Michigan State, to Michigan, whoever. When Bama wants you, Bama's going to push. And Bama doesn't care who you're dating. Bama doesn't care right. if you're on a date. They'll walk in the middle of the restaurant. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys were dancing? Well, right. ha, my name's Alabama. I'm nice right. to meet you. Right. They'll just slap their elephant trunk on the table. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. <laughs> and say, what do you think about that? <laughs> that's, a, that's impressive, right? Yeah, look at all the rings there. Right. So, like, schools like Michigan State or Indiana or Minnesota, but, like, that's a strategy that they have. Now, is that something that can still be done today with Twitter and Facebook? It is, and and it's difficult. A lot of times what happens is you, you have to take a chance, and a lot of times you go after maybe kids who suffered an injury in high school, so they can't camp, they're rehabbing, and like Ham Fay, the Michigan State quarterback, is a perfect example for of that. The kid had just switched over to being a quarterback. He had a pretty good year, and then he gets injured and decides, well, I need to get the surgery now so I don't have to have the surgery in college. And because he was injured and rehabbing that summer, he didn't camp. And then because of you know the pandemic, you didn't see anything from the kid this year. So in essence, he got slapped with a three star uh, ranking, but. It could be that Mel Tucker found a diamond in the rough, that if this kid was able to go to the Elite 11 camp, all of a sudden he's going to get more and more offers. So it kind of happened with Hamp Fay, the quarterback coming in. It's more difficult now because social media and kids post their own highlights. It used to be that somebody from Rivals or 24-7 or ESPN would have to be at the game and then they would upload your highlights. Now – your parents, you can, your boy, your girlfriend, whatever. You score three touchdowns, boom, right after the game, you're in the locker room on the phone, look at my three touchdowns, took it to the house, hashtag blessed, sent. Right, and not everybody had camera phones then either. You know what I mean? Right. Because the first person I ever remember, like, got to watch his highlights. This guy is amazing with Sam McGuffey. That's the one that will always yeah. stick out. YouTube king. Yes, and so, but now anybody can upload those. But I wonder if a school, like, does a certain school, if you were to offer a kid, let's say they go to a real small high school and they have zero stars, they're right. not on there, whatever, but let's say, like, a Texas were to offer them, boom, automatic three-star? Or are they big enough to where those stars get even bigger because they offer? Well, yeah, at that point, <clears throat> it really that's a good question, actually. It depends. If, you're, if nobody knows who you are and Texas offers you, then you're probably going to jump to a three. Now, if all of a sudden Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Ohio State all say, hey, we're interested too. Now the kid goes into the uh, what I like to call the the four-star soup. We'll look and see. Now you're on people's radar. So when you go to a camp, and I've been to many camps, you get a list of all the players there. So you watch extra hard. Okay, this player, they give you like, the random three-digit numbers, and some places make it so that they 
I'm not going to say where, but the lower the number, the better the player. So if you're walking around with number 892, I can probably not even bother looking at you because, no. But if you're in the single digits, yeah, that's where everybody's watching. Whoever has number one, and they strategically give out those numbers. Number one is probably the best player at the camp. That's who everybody's following. But, yeah, if you're all of a sudden, so if you're that kid and your numbers are starting to go up, your offers are going up, that kid's probably going to get a – probably a double-digit number at the camp, and you're going to watch them, and you're going to see them going up against other people. And chances are you can go from being a no-star to a four-star just like that, just based off of your offers. Now, doesn't translate to the field because there's many four-stars that go places, and they become bust. It's almost unfair to the kids because the expectation goes high. But the star ranking is not really because of who the kid – who the kids are and their talent and their ability. The star rankings are for the programs and for the websites. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but the bigger the program or the more subscriptions to a website, the better their ranking systems are, the higher ranked their players are because people are paying $20, $10, a month to hear how pretty they are, to hear how great their school is doing. They don't want to pay $20 a month to read that, oh, all the guys they got coming in are two and three stars. No, no, no. They don't pay $20 a month to hear we're just we're in on every five-star kid. So the system kind of got perverted, and it went from actually evaluating kids to, oh, well, if you're going to Georgia, if you're going to Michigan, Michigan will probably get more subscriptions if you're a four-star. Or if I bump you up to a five-star, they're going to like that. Because they will sit around and basically, you know, slap each other's back saying, oh, look at this recruiting world. We, we just got this kid over this person, over this team. So we're doing something. And you're winning the recruiting wars, which unfortunately doesn't translate to the field as we see with the University of Michigan. They've been a top 10 team, but they don't win. Notre Dame was another team. Got tons of talent every year. Some reason they didn't win. The reason why is you found out that a lot of the players that got ranked that high weren't that good, and it was fraudulent rankings. They did it because Notre Dame's websites, people go to. Michigan's website, some of the biggest websites. Evan, if you ever wanted to make a side hustle, just create. You ever wonder why there's so many different Michigan websites? Because they'll read seven different websites that all say, you're pretty, you're good. You're, we you're, like you. You're special. You're so right because you are almost setting <clears throat> some of these kids up for failure, especially in this day and age because every kid has social media. Every kid that's in high school getting recruited by these top schools are being told, you're the best, come here, blah, blah, blah. And it's almost kind of like what I said happened with Joe Milton at the beginning of this year. Every paper was exactly. writing that this kid was the next big thing exactly. without taking a snap without ever seeing him take a snap in practice because those practices were close to the media. So that came from where? Probably within the program, right? Right. And there's never anything wrong with hyping up your players. There isn't. But at some point, you have to temper expectations. So saying having somebody, whether Devin Gardner works for the payroll or not, but he has a bias towards Mm -hmm. that university, to say that, he hasn't seen anybody throw a football better than him other than Patrick Mahomes. Right. Was a disservice to Joe Milton. Right. But you know what happens? 
people click. People Every read. Michigan person wanted to Love hear it. that. They wanted to hear that. And Devin Gardner, he knows something. You know, old 98 knows something. And it's like. Well, and, it, and it makes you think about those kids. Because some kids, it goes to their head and work ethic goes down, right? Yeah. But then there's the other kids that hear it and they say, I want to show it now. It's not just about talk. It's about doing, right? Mm-hmm. Don't talk about it. Be about it. And so when these stars are given and 24-7 and rivals, they are the industry go-to when it comes to stars. But who is actually giving these stars? Is it you or me? Is it a combined effort from everybody that works within? No, it's uh, it's actually like a, com- a group of people, like the regional directors. So okay. what? here's what happened. Like, are biases allowed to be played into it? I'm Abs- guessing. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Here's what happens. Um, Like, if I'm, I'm doing stuff for Spartan Mag and I see somebody out there, the, the regional guy will say, hey, give me a list of names that you think should get bumped up. And why? So I'll uh, this kid because of this and this and this, and I saw him at these camps and he did this and he dominated this kid who's going to, you know, this kid's going to be going to Georgia and he so you dominated this kid. You have to put kid. logic behind your answer. Right. So okay. you have to put logic behind your answers. Now, chances are they won't say it, but it's also based on the website that you are. Sure. If you're Michigan State, the kid has to be super special to get the bump up. Because what normally happens, and kids started realizing this at going to Michigan State, if you ever wondered, like, why a lot of kids, like Will Golston, for mm-hmm. example, wouldn't commit to state. Everybody knew he was going to state, but he wouldn't say he was going to Michigan State because Will Golston wanted a five-star. He wanted his fifth star. He knew, if I commit to Michigan State, I'll never get this fifth star because Michigan they don't give five stars to Michigan State players. He purposely drug his feet until finally he guy got busted. Like kids going to the prom wearing green and white, like has Michigan State cummerbund <laughs> on, and he's no, no, no. It's just all a coincidence. I'm really not going to state. Green's just my favorite color. Finally, he just came. I mean, it was like the worst kept secret. But in his mind, if I commit to MSU, I'll never get the fifth star. He eventually got the fifth star. Because he went to the Under Armour camp, at the Under Armour the Under Armour uh, game down in uh, Florida, and he balled out and he got it. And because he he gave up his, his high school basketball career because you at the time you couldn't do both. Right. If he played basketball, he could not play in that in that football game. So he sacrificed his senior year at, at Southeastern playing hoops in order, and he was a decent hooper. Oh, I'm sure he was a mammoth, and not a lot of kids can match up with him. I mean, mean, he was never going to play for Izzo, but he was a decent hooper in high school. That helped his team win, but he finally got the star. He committed late. Uh, An example of that was was Lawrence Thomas. Lawrence Thomas was a five-star player. He was a can't miss. He was, like, one of the top players in the state. He committed to Michigan State early. By the end, in the final rankings, he got dropped down to a four-star. Didn't do anything. His, what his mindset was, I've already committed to Michigan State. I don't need to go to any of these camps. I don't need to impress anybody. I don't think he played in, like, the Army game. or the He didn't play in any games. He was just like, I'm focused on being a Spartan. His ranking dropped from a five to a four star. So that's what happens sometimes. It depends. Alex Malzone. Alex Malzone was a three-star quarterback. He, it was down to Michigan, Michigan State. 
He commits to Michigan. They say that it was a coincidence, but Evan, two days later, Alex Malzahn was now a four-star quarterback, two days after he committed to Michigan. They swore up and down it was a coincidence. I'm like, guys, you, you couldn't be more blatant with this. No, no, no. I know it looks bad, but we really were going to bump him up. So if he would have said he was going to Michigan State, he would have got that four-star. Well, what you found out, he never panned out. The transfer portal is filled with a bunch of players who got fake ratings, who went to their schools thinking they were better than what they are. And what you're seeing with a lot of the transfer portal people, the majority are going down a conference. So you're in the MAC. You're 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 doing you know group of five schools. You went from a power five school to a group of five school, or you're what I like to call the new football homeless. You don't have a scholarship. You got no place to go. You're just kind of stuck out there, standing around on the corner, you know, holding up signs saying, "We'll run for a scholarship. We'll throw for a scholarship." Very few move up. Very few become the Jalen Hurts of the world, where everybody or the Trey Sermons, where you get to actually go and play for a competitive team. Uh, Jack Cohn, the quarterback from Wisconsin, went to Notre Dame. Big gift for Notre Dame. That's going to help Notre Dame next year. Evan, that's probably 2% of people who go into the transfer portal actually really move up. Uh, Michigan State got that with, with Jaden Reed, the wide receiver, went from Western to MSU. Looks like he belongs. You know, that's going to hurt a lot of people because if you do have a really good player and you're a Mac school, he's never graduating. He's going to move up because I'm too good for the Mac. But a lot of the kids in that portal, and they got those fake ratings, and, yeah, they they never – but they get, the, they get the high expectation, and when they fail, case in point, Derek Green. Derek Green. Best running back in the nation. Five-star kid. He had Michigan. He had Bama. He had – Auburn, he had everybody wanting him. He goes to Michigan. He commits wearing this god-awful uh, prom, light blue suit. I remember this. And does nothing. Absolutely He was gone nothing. after, what, a year or two? Maybe no, he was, no, he was there. He, was just he? Didn't, he just didn't play. Oh, he was Cream Walker that I'm thinking of. Yeah, that Cream Walker. Yeah, he left. Derek Green was there. He just sucked. He was never – he wasn't as good, but so many people had just hyped him up. He couldn't live with that, and it happens. Now, I think he was one of the kids, too, that was bigger than everybody in high school, so you mm-hmm. were going to dominate and putting up Derrick Henry-type numbers in high school. You also, Yeah, that's one of the things, man. to college. you got to look at the level of competition. Yes. And that's what I wonder, too, with some of these star ratings. And they change because we talk about Michigan State where they don't get the, the level of respect in the football field with the stars, but does that change for basketball now? Basketball yeah. does. Basketball is the opposite. If you go to Michigan State, you will get a star. Like what? Edong Ebok. Yes. Edong Ebok was a three-star kid. He commits to Michigan State. Edong Ebok becomes a four-star. He gets that four-star. Why? Simply because he goes to Michigan State. You go to Duke. You go to Kentucky. In basketball, you go to Kansas. Boom. You skyrocket. Right. You go to Duke, Kentucky, or Kansas in football. You're not getting that fourth star. You're not getting that fifth star. But if in basketball, yeah, I've seen it go the other way. And Edong was one of those guys who he was a three-star kid when he committed, and when the final rankings came out, he was now a four-star player. Got to Michigan State, never amounted to anything close to a four-star player. He was a you know a good uh, role player. Yeah. 
you know, he did his thing. But he a went four out star there. should be out on the floor in the meaningful minutes of a game. And so does that, like, Thomas Kithier, I think, is very similar to Ebok on the floor when it's you're filling, you're playing hard. Not even close. Not, not, you know what? Not even close. But, not, you're selling Kithier short, but go ahead. I see where you're going. But does him going to Michigan State raise his? Like, if he goes to Eastern, Western, Central, he dominates, right? He right. plays very well. But does his star rating go up because he goes to Michigan State instead of one of those other Yes. Schools? Okay. Well, yeah, it, he, I think he came in at a four. If yes. you go in someplace like that, maybe you stay at a four, but now you're teetering. You're in that soup where, you know, the, the, cream, you know, the, the stuff rises to the top and some falls to the bottom of the pot. Now, did that happen with um, Antoine Davis with U of D? Because, I mean, he was a big-time recruit. Or Ray McCallum when he went to U of D. Big recruit. <clears throat> no, Ray McCallum. No, well, they ended up playing for their fathers. Right. So, at that point, like, Ray McCallum had offers. Yeah. I mean, he could have gone where he wanted, right? Right. But he ended up playing for his dad because he was going to help save his dad's job and save his dad's program. So, coaches' kids don't really fall in there because that's one where you're like, okay, you're really good, but, you know, I understand you're going to go and play for your dad, so I can't fault you for that. What about the odd kid that plays both sports, football and basketball. Like, there's a kid right now, I think his name's Keon Coleman. Keon Coleman, Coleman yeah. Out who of, wants uh, to play both, Louisiana, right? yeah. The Matt Trannons of the world and the Deion Sims of the world that want to play both. How right. does that affect ratings? It doesn't. Because if you can play both in college, you're very good. Now, right, now I, I think in basketball, I think he's a four-star football player and a three-star basketball player. Right. And depends on the service. Some have him at four stars in both. Now, according to him, he's a five star in both sports. Oh, yeah. It doesn't really mesh because the two are are, are separate but equal. The talent evaluators for football aren't the same. Most of them aren't the same ones for basketball. Right, but if you're a four-star football kid, and so just I'm trying to paint a picture. You're a four-star football, three-star basketball. You go to Michigan State, are you dropping to three-star football and four-star basketball? No, at that point, it's (laughs) – you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like at at that point, it's what's what are you going to play in school? Because when you're a two sport athlete, whatever sport that you are the best at is the sport you must play first. So if you're a basketball player, you can't play football your freshman year. You have to play the that whoever gives you the scholarship. That's the team that you have to play on gotcha. first. Okay. So Matt Trannon. It worked out. You play football, and then you can go over to the basketball team. But he had to play football first. Uh, it's rare. Now, I guess this kid that they are – like if Keon Coleman comes to Michigan State, Izzo's recruited him and said, hey, I'll have a spot for you, Six fours, like shooting guard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it's free money for Izzo. Now, if your team is good – now, back in the day, Trannon, his season was over at Thanksgiving, so he was able to join the basketball right. team – and really play the full season. But, like, Deion Sims, when the team was good for under D'Antonio, he didn't, he didn't join until after, like, around now. Yeah, I thought it was, like, January. Yeah, know? January, because you have after to finish You got to finish your season, you know, give your body about a week's rest, and then you jump over there. And it's different conditioning, too. Exactly. So, it's rare that you see that, and probably wide receivers and corners are the only ones that can really get away with that because other positions you bulk up. Elijah Collins was a two-sport athlete. And because I remember he was trying to decide whether he wanted to play for Izzo as a point guard 
Because he was he was the point guard with Cassius. He was the backup for Cassius. At See, UND. this is the kind of stories that I like to hear. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. He was he was Cassius' backup at U of D, and then it became his team once Cassius left. And uh, so yeah, because I remember when he was being recruited at Michigan State, the D'Antonio had like his his special select camp on campus, and the Izzo shootout was on campus. And this kid was getting shuttled back and forth <laughs> on a golf cart. Because he was going to both camps, he was both one because both he wanted both wanted him at state, but he was trying to decide: Do I want to play hoops for Izzo? Do I want to be a running back for D'Antonio? Ended up being a running back for D'Antonio, and then he got bigger. And once you do that, you're no longer yeah basketball. basketball. Is pretty much out the door. Yeah, you bulked up too much for basketball. So yeah, those things happen, man. That's but when it, the star rankings are totally they're arbitrary. If you go to Alabama, that's why Alabama has more five stars. That's why these schools get more because, well, if you're going to Alabama, you must be good. If, you know, is that even for like a kicker or a punter? Cause no, because you're not going to see a, a five star no, kicker out no. there. No, most kickers or punters are looked at just like in the pros. You're okay. Just like, now kickers. Now the funny thing is the kickers have their own camps. Right. And what colleges do is they go and select the best kickers at these camps. The 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 camp became famous, unfortunately, because that's where Mike Sadler was when he died. Correct. He was at this camp in Wisconsin where punters and kickers go and they train. It's kind of like the Elite 11 for kickers. And it was after a camp, and, you know, that's when he got into the accident and died. Uh, but that he was at that camp. So most guys try to get a kicker from there. Kickers aren't going to be five stars because they're kickers. I mean, right. Unless you're kicking a 70-yard field goal, you're kicking a ball. So there's really – there's nothing that I can grade you. The highest you'll see for a kicker is a three star. Okay. That, that's a five that's, star. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. yeah. Just that the, the the top point. Now, do you think this is only the tip of the iceberg when it comes to recruiting? Because the more and more we see the availability of online, the availability of anybody being able to create a website and put go blue by it or go green by it and be associated with it, is it? Is it making better for college sports, these ratings, is my question. Or is it hurting it in the long run? What I mean by hurting it is filling a 17-year-old, 16-year-old's head of ego when it shouldn't necessarily be there. I get what you – I think if you're looking at the transfer portal and you got, I think, this morning close to 1,700 kids in there, it's hurting. Because a lot of kids are going places where they shouldn't go. Because I'm a four-star, so that means how dare you say I go to Eastern Michigan? How dare you say I go to Akron? Well, and they, they go to the big schools and find out your ranking meant nothing. You really aren't that good. They're in the transfer portal, and now they're begging the Akrons and the Bowling Greens, hey, take a look at me. I can come and help your program instantly. Now, how much does that fall on the big programs now, offering these kids without necessarily – Okay, let's say a coach offers a four-star, and then there's another coach like, Coach, he's really not that good. Why are we offering him? Is there circumstances where they offer just to keep him out of so-and-so's backyard? Yeah, Yeah. there's times where you – Where it's like – Now, that's why they reduced it from 105 to 85 because that was the big thing. Okay. I don't really want you. I just don't want you going to my competitor. So if you're a Buckeye, I don't want you going to Michigan. So I'll offer you one of my 30 scholarships. You'll never play. You'll be a Buckeye. You'll get a ring. 
you can chant OHIO, but you'll never go to Michigan. Right. When they reduced it, that, that kept people from doing that, from just stacking, stocking players just to keep them to go from other schools. Occasionally you'll see that where they'll go after a kid because they really don't want this kid there. But if you're smart, you got to look at immediate playing time. A lot of these kids don't look at that. A lot of these kids fall in love with, oh, this school showing me the love, but they don't see, I got five running backs ahead of me. Or, geez, I, I'm the the Mac Joneses of the world I think are going to be rare. A kid who sat behind Tua, sat behind Jalen Hurts, he sat behind a bunch of people at Alabama. Right. Finally got a shot, and his one year he was third in the Heisman voting. You're not going to see that. You're more going to see quarterbacks go, and normally by year two, they're not playing, they're out. Because I got. I need tape. If I want to go to the NFL, I need tape. I need to be playing. And the NFL has shown I can go and play for South Dakota. I can go and play for Toledo. I can play for any school. Miami but, of Ohio. Right. I just need to be on the field, and I don't want to sit behind and wait till year five for my one shot at this. Because heaven forbid I get hurt or I suck, and then what? So – it happens, man. You you see kids all the time. High, Dewan Mathis was a kid, had high rankings. The he's quarterback been, that went to Georgia and now is yeah. in the transfer portal. Right? He's been bouncing around. So, yeah, now he's at Temple. Okay. So. And and also, there's not many opportunities like Connor Hayward's got where you enter the portal and you go back to that school. I'm you, glad you mentioned that. Here's the thing with that. Each school is different because people ask me this all the time. Evan, I'm glad you brought that up, and I know we probably got to go soon, so I'll make this quick. When you go in the portal, most coaches will t- – your scholarship, you forfeit your scholarship. Now, if you decide to change your mind and your scholarship is still available, you can get it back like Connor Haywood. Uh, like Trayvon Morgan from Michigan State, he shocked the staff when he went to transfer. They didn't see that one coming. If he changes his mind and says, I want to come back, and they have an available scholarship, they may bring him back in. Some schools will tell you, Evan, if you go in that portal, your scholarship's not going to be available. Oh, I bet schools like Clemson, Notre Dame. So right. So if I'm, if I'm hurt, it's a numbers game. I'm hurting for scholarships. I need one. And you decide you're going to walk in my office and, and drop your jersey on my desk and pull it for Rudy? Yeah. Uh, okay. You, are you Johnny sure about this? Yeah. You sure? You sure? Okay, hold on. I'm calling somebody on the phone. Yep, scholarship just opened up. Evan Jenkins just quit the team. So, Evan? Good luck to you. You no longer can come back here. Other schools, it's more of a let's wait to see when the dust settles. For Michigan State, they had a scholarship offer. Connor Haywood didn't have a team. He thought he was going to go to Duke. Didn't work out that way. He came back. It's kind of got to be awkward. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's got to be real awkward when I you walk in that. You. Yeah. You know, the other girl didn't really work out. So Yeah, I moved in I, with her, but, yeah, she cut her toenails in bed and yeah, it didn't I work out. kind of rushed that yeah, decision. And, sorry. Mm-hmm. Here's some flowers. Some yeah, candy. so, okay, so that's not going to be the common thing to happen. No, it's rare that you'll see people actually going back to their school. Now, occasionally it could be a, a falling out. as you said, a relationship. You fell out with your girl. You moved out. Yeah. And two weeks later, you moved. You patched things up. You moved back in. But most of the time, you're going to have the football homeless. You're going to have kids who you better be sure because it's cold out there. And once you leave, and then most kids are going down. If then, you think that 
oh, I'm going to hit the transfer portal and Bama's going to call me. Bama's not calling you. No. Okay? You better be one hell of a kid for Bama right. to come calling in the transfer portal. Or you were in junior college and ba- you were the put man it this way. last chance you. That means that Bama has already reached out to some people who know you exactly. to say, oh, if Evan decides to go in the transfer portal, we'll take him. But if you don't have those conversations, if you're a kid, that's why I say, man, if you're a kid, find the school that, sh- that I think Marcus Ray put it best. Find the school that makes you family and treats you like family and not like a tourist. Right. Okay. Find a school where you're going to go in there and you're going to be a part of the program and not just somebody standing around looking as, as if you're a tourist. You're not really a part of this resort. You're just here for temporarily, but you're not one of the main people. And that's what a lot of kids do. They they fall for the banana and the tailpipe. They go to schools that they shouldn't go to. It's funny. What, what that just made me think of was the Amazon series with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. And when he walked in the room, his old dorm room, and there's two kids in there who are both players of his, and he's like, oh, hey, what's your name? <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Go to a play. Right. I just want to be at Michigan. Well, you get treated like you just want to be at Michigan. And chances I, and are now, and it's not a Michigan thing, it's uh, all schools that you're going to see, especially now, but probably this year and next year, kids are going to, after a year or two, yeah, this isn't going to work for me. Now, the transfer portal giveth and it takes away. You'll get good players out of that, and sometimes you, you end up won't. with Shea Patterson. Right, because think about it. the the Harold Joyner uh, Jr., the running back, technically took a step down. 100%. He left Auburn yep. to go to Michigan State. So when you go in the portal, you're taking a step down nine times out of ten. Yeah, well, Shea went up. Jake Rudock went up, I would say, going from Iowa to Michigan. But it's not – Often that Jake Rudock was a grad transfer, and it was a little different at that time. Right. Now, Shea, Shea, I would say Michigan's better than Ole Miss than what I mean, or lateral at this point. That was, I think, that was probably more of a lateral move. But I mean, yeah. it, tradition recognition, Michigan was better, but actually on the field. But I yeah, mean, if you look at the Michigan, like um, Dwum for going to Rutgers, that's yeah, a step down based on name. Hudson going to Cincinnati now. This year, but the Cincinnati thing is, was a step right. from Michigan, but, but the thing not is, a name. Right, but the thing conference. is, those guys may get a look at the pros because they went to schools and the schools let them play. Yes. So, Dwumford, they took Dwumford because they wanted his his best friend, Rashawn Gary. They right. showed Gary the love. Dwumford, they really didn't show the love. And he realized, you know what, I'm going back home. And he goes home, and he's the man on that Scarlet Knights defense. No, and he and he played great, and so I mean, you always wish the best for the kids because you think back to being a sixteen, seventeen, eighteen-year-old kid, you weren't thinking straight, and you have different priorities. You can't you you want it, you want these kids to make better choices, and they don't. And sometimes you feel like the college coaches lead them down the wrong road or in it for the wrong reasons, and don't always view them as kids, but more as assets. Yeah, the college coaches, the college coaches They're are the biggest really liars. Concerned They're if- used car salesmen. They tell you, you're going to help us. I'm telling you, we, we need you, players like you, and you're going to come in and you're going to fight for a job immediately. And they say it vaguely enough that they can say, I never promised you this job. When you walk into their office and say, Coach, you promised that I would play. No, I didn't. I said, if you work hard enough, and I think you can, that we'll always have a spot for you in that starting lineup. But you didn't work hard enough, son, and you didn't get that. And now you got the kid leaving. And it's going to happen more and more. Like I said, close to 1,700 kids in the transfer portal 
and and added. That number gets added every day, man. And that's just what we are. I have a feeling that we could probably do what twenty more of these types of shows with stories, dude. It's it's the recruiting world is not what people think it is. It's not this up and up type of thing. And seems like, like I said, it's like everything out of an episode of Twenty Four. Wondering how you got that. Where'd you get this information? How does Bama know about this kid in my backyard? Yeah. Stuff like that. And I, I love it. And I the think thing it's is, intriguing. and then it's also the, the talent in the state. Like I've often said, a three-star player in Texas is probably a five-star player in the state of Michigan. Oh, so like a Michigan 5 is a Cal- or a California 10 or whatever yeah. it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Michigan 5. No, like, a or Michigan, Michigan 10. 10 is a California 5. five right. Yeah. You go out to California, and yeah, you're not a 10 anymore. You're just a 5. Exactly. Six. So it's based on comparison. Six when you dress yourself up. So, yeah, you and, go to Texas – the talent is so rich in Texas that, yeah, like you're just an average guy. But if you came to Michigan, wow. I'm sure if you go to Bishop Gorman, you know, your stats are going to Yeah, if you go to IMG right. Academy, if you All go to certain places. schools, and it's the same in basketball. If you go to play Joe, for. Joe Milton it went to IMG. Gosh, what's the, the big, where Carmelo played in high school? I can't think of it. It's an academy. But uh, a lot like Rod Strickland played there. And stuff. Yeah, I like, think Bridges for Huntington Prep. Yeah, but you go to one of those preps, you're probably going to get You go to Huntington Prep, La Lumiere. Or ba- back in the day, you played on Detroit King when they had five D1 kids going or whatever it might be. You go to um, um, Country Day, I bet. Brother Rice for football, your stars probably go up a little bit because – you're on a brand team, right? Well, no, yes and no, but the thing is, in, in the state of Michigan, the talent is, is football is not looked at as good. So, once again, the state of Michigan will probably have like five players each year that really other teams would want. And other, after that, it's just like, yeah, you're from the state of Michigan, and yeah, we're good. It's actually a perfect segue for my question this week. Okay. Who was the best, football or basketball, since, I don't know, let's say 2000, to be a recruit out of the state of Michigan. The best, like just high school player, not what they did in college. The best high school player. Um, Is it Mark Ingram? Will Golston was a beast. And- yeah, Golston was a Golston was a beast. I mean, Malik McDowell in high school. No, because Malik's senior year wasn't what we thought it was going to no, be. As a matter of fact, State career then. Yeah, as a matter of fact, his senior year they lost their very first game in the playoffs. It was a shocker. I just happened to be driving by there. I'm like, ah, you know, I, I checked it out and see what the stats are, and they actually lost their their game. It was a big shock. Uh, I would say probably oh, who is Ronald Johnson that went to USC. He was he was in Muskegon. I didn't get a chance to see okay. him a ton, but as far as looking at like Golston was just or Golston seemed like he was can't miss material. Like you saw him or like Drew Neitzel in college or I mean high school, like Grand Blank or whatever. Yeah, but see, I knew high. I think I knew Neitzel would be a good college player, but it, I don't. That's like yeah, that's not okay. going to translate to the pros. But like certain guys, you see, and you're like. You saw it with Golston, and he didn't really, like, flourish in Michigan State until his final year, especially in that bowl game against Georgia. Boy, did he turn it into a wonderful NFL (sighs) You know what? That's a whole thing that, you know, (laughs) Ted Ted Guild was the defensive line coach 
Golson, Golson told me, he was like, man, he was at a practice. This was after his rookie year in the pros and, and where his state practice. It was one of those camps that they had, and Ron Burton was running it. And he was like, dude, I learned more just sitting here talking to this guy today than I did in the three years of state. If this guy, he was like, I would have came back my senior year if I would have known he was going to be the D-line coach. So, yeah. Ted Gill had a bunch of talent. Just couldn't do anything with it. I mean, if if Ron Burton had Golston and, 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 and LT and all of these people, my God, it would have gotten a lot better for MSU faster. But he didn't. Well, he got uh, LT and those guys later. But, uh, yeah, Golston probably in basketball. I mean, Tillman was pretty great in high school. Tillman was good. Cassius was pretty good. Cassius was I like Deshaun Sims was good. Oh, goodness, was he ever. Deshaun Sims was good for Michigan. He he really, he really, that was, that was like the first battle. Did I, did, was that? I mean, uh, I you think know what? Sims played, yeah, because Sims played for Amaker. That was the first time that I think Amaker beat Izzo out for a player. I have one that was unbelievable in high school. Keith Applin. What he did, yeah. dropping 50 in a state title game, yeah, you might not see for a long time. Keith Appling, if you could have, he could have opted out of his senior year of high school and went straight to MSU because, yeah, he, the Mr. Basketball was his. You knew he was going to get He dominated. Yeah. Uh, he was – he was good. Kalen Lucas was good. Oh, my goodness. At St. Mary's? Yeah. yeah. Kalen was good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was about to say pro- probably Kalen and Deion Sims. No, Deshaun Sims. Deshaun Sims. Yeah, for Michigan. Deshaun yeah. Sims. Yeah, Deshaun Sims. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that was the battle. that um, Deshaun Sims was the battle that Amaker beat Michigan State out for. He beat Izzo for Deshaun Sims. Izzo wanted Deshaun Sims so bad, and he missed out on it. Well, I mean, Marcus Taylor was also another one of those in high school that just dominated. Was he out of was Lansing. He Lansing? Was it Everett or I, I think, forget what it was, was but he, he was Lansing, out of Lansing. I think it was, yeah, I think it was either Lansing Everett or Lansing Sexton. No, Waverly. He was Waverly, Lansing, Waverly. yes. Lansing, that's Waverly. exactly right. Cause, so I played an AU tournament with his four other starters mm-hmm. for Lansing Waverly at Aim High in Lansing, big basketball gym. And Marcus Taylor was there, but he wasn't allowed to play. He had to watch. Mm. His dad would not let him suit up with us. We won. I mean, those kids right. were great, but I felt bad for him. I've never f- seen that, like, wanting to play look on a kid's face but couldn't yeah. at that age at least. Yeah, I'm about to say, who else? Denzel. Denzel was good in high school. I mean, Deontay Davis was pretty good at high school. Jeez. I mean, the best, I'd still say, the, the best high school player was, and, and it was for, uh, I think it was, Inks, no, Romulus was Leon Freeman. That was the kid I couldn't think of on the show. Leon Freeman, probably the best high school player I've ever seen in the state of Michigan. This kid was phenomenal. This kid was like 6'5". He had NBA written all over him, but he had an anxiety problem where he couldn't travel. Yeah, you mentioned him on the on – he, he could not travel. He could he, he would lose it. He couldn't leave like a 30-mile oh. radius from his house. Like uh, Royce Young, the guy that got drafted yeah. by the Rockets and couldn't travel. He couldn't travel. Like he, he couldn't fly. I mean, flying, they, they tried everything they could. This John kid, Madden, who took now the unf- bus everywhere. Now, unfortunately, his life has taken a downward turn. Hmm. If you Google him, I think he's been arrested. But Matt Leon Freeman – 
I mean, this kid was all that. I mean, I put him up with LeBron James, best high school player I've seen, uh, Delvon Rowe, pre-knee injury. Oh, he was unbelievable his junior year. If, if Delvon Rowe does not blow out his knee, he's a one-and-done, and he probably would have been Tom Izzo's best recruit of all time. He went from a kid that would jump over anything or anybody to a kid that could barely leave the floor. And right. He had to feel sorry, and he changed his game. I mean, and it, he excelled. A, He's an actor now. And put it this way: there's a reason why there's a chapter about just him in Roy Williams' book, because Roy Williams thought he had Delvon locked up. Well, I'll never forget Michigan State played Texas at the Palace, and he was there on crutches mm-hmm. watching. Yeah, I remember because uh, I I got the because we like, oh my god, you got an interview because he was playing his AAU team was playing in uh, Hamtramck. Or Highland Park. And I'm like, Delvon, you're going to be committing in a week, so can I get an interview? He's like, well, I can't really say where I'm going. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Let's just say you go to Michigan State. Tell me why would you go to Michigan State? So he gives me all of these great answers, and when he commits, we run it because he's already – Right. And it was like, how did you know? I was like, I didn't. I just said, let's just say. But it was between Michigan State and North Carolina, and North Carolina thought they had Roe locked up. So, like I said, so much so, Roy Williams is so pissed he wrote an entire chapter on Delvon Rose recruitment in his book. Oh, can't wait to read. So, awesome. All right, man. What you got for me? Because I know you got to go. That, that was the question. Oh, okay. And we just got in depth with it. That, <laughs> okay. that was my question. Was the right. best recruit you saw or thought of in the state? So, all right. I think uh, that's a good ending point, and I, I can't – I mean, we'll get into this more throughout our so, series. So. so, yeah, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed this. And, and, you know, if you ever have a topic or something you really want us to discuss, shoot us shoot us a tweet, shoot us a message, let email, us know. Call, email, whatever. Let us know that you want this. Hopefully you enjoyed today's uh, taping of the Five Star Zone. For Evan, I'm Rico. We'll be back next week. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where Owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that Owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice as grow and title services. Call 833-858-8006 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. I'm John Meacham. Welcome to Fate of Fact, Season 1. This series is about how and why fact became a casualty of war in the United States. Please listen and follow Fate of Fact, a presentation of Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. Available now for free on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.